About Podcast. Woo. It is Wednesday, March 7th. This is episode 113? 113, I believe. 113. It is, I already said the date. It's Wednesday. Uh, Media About Podcast We're is in March. your source for news about movies, television, music, and video games. Not necessarily in that order, but in some order. Media About Podcast uh, is what you're listening to right now. I almost started over for some reason. That's good. So you're uh, Matt. <laughs> I'm Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. I'm back. He's Matt. Uh, yeah. back? And the rest of you, too. Yes, my back, my front, my whole entire bumps. Whoa, let's not, let's not go there. Okay. Uh, uh, but yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we're here to bring you the latest news of the past week. Said all that. Yes. We're just, we're just, we're trying to stretch because you're powering up the iPad. Oh, no, I'm not. It's, it's ready. <laughs> but yes, where we always start, of course, is in movies. And where we always start with movies is the box office. What, what? This week in the box office, something predictable happened. It was another top week for Black Panther. No way. You Black Panther. the top movie of the last two weeks? Yes, your number one movie again with sixty-six million more dollars, breaking the five hundred uh, domestically. Yep. So uh, I saw while we're uh, ta- on the subject. Uh, this is not censored at all. No. Uh, <laughs> while we're on the subject, I saw Black Panther last night. Yes. So we talked about it a little bit when you uh, had seen it um, the week it came out. Yeah, I actually also saw it this past weekend as well. Yeah. Again. Again. Yes. Again. Again. I saw it on Saturday. Uh, but yeah, um, I like that movie a lot. It's a good movie, isn't it? I mean, we already kind of talked about it, so I don't have a whole. I don't want to go a whole, whole hog into it. Yes. Um, but, but yeah, I thought it was a, a, one of the only times after a Marvel movie where I said, you know what, I already want another one of these. Like, give me another one of these, or I want to see it again. Either, like. Okay. I love the world it creates. I love the vibe of it. I love the look of it. Mm-hmm. The characters are super memorable. I was actually telling my dad on the on the drive home that this was the first time in one of these action movies where I actually felt like there was peril for some of these characters. Oh, yeah. I definitely thought that the little sister character was going to get it. No spoilers here. <laughs> uh, and and the, so, yeah, it was like the, I was genuinely concerned. Mm-hmm. about the fates of the characters in this film which goes to show you how good of a job they do setting up everybody's individual personalities making everybody matter in the film mm-hmm. and like it's just such a well made well put together thing um, so yeah I enjoyed it a lot Right. I yeah. see I see where the hype came from yeah and Michael B. Jordan and Michael B. Jordan is amazing in it he's also ripped he's, he's also saying. super ripped <laughs> uh, but yeah Chadwick Boseman does a great job as well yeah um just the whole cast is just amazing. Uh, even Martin Freeman gets a thing to do. And I thought immediately, I thought towards the uh, beginning of there that he, they were just going to get rid of him. And, but no, they totally give him stuff to do, which yeah. is great. So, yeah, um, that was your number one movie again this yeah. week. Following it was one of your new releases, Red Sparrow at number two with $16 million. Death Wish with $13 million, your number three. Moving down to number four is Game Night with ten point five million, and rounding out the top five, Peter Rabbit, at number five. Coming soon this weekend, your new movies are Gringo, which we finally know what that is. Yes, we finally saw enough commercials of saying, "Oh, it's a kidnapping. We won't pay the ransom." The <laughs> Hurricane Heist, which oh my God, will they stop showing ads for that thing? Also, will they stop saying the director of the Fast and Furious? Yeah, <laughs> which one? Which one? Uh, Strangers: Colon Pray at Night. What is that? Um, so this is uh, a sequel to Strangers, or it's actually a spinoff. It's a spinoff movie of Strangers about a family who goes to a cabin in the woods. Okay. And uh, people attack them. Wearing masks. Fun. And then lastly, Disney's A Wrinkle in Time. Yes. What should be your number one movie? Should be. That should probably out Black Panther, Black Panther. You would think that. I would think that. I actually think that. It's actually treading cautiously. I think you're underestimating that movie. Oh, I hope I am. We talked about this off podcast, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I. 
strongly think that this thing will do gangbusters. I think this is will. It's got the it's got the marketing push behind it. It's got Disney money. It's got think, the Oprah behind it too. Yeah, I think that there's enough going for this thing that this will be a hit. Yeah, I hope it's a hit. It. It definitely needs to be a hit for Disney. Oh, yeah. Not not like they're struggling for hits at this no, point. But, yeah. but just in terms of like riding that Black Panther hype, yeah. um, this is definitely one that needs to be a hit. Uh, majority black cast, uh, black director Ava DuVernay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that needs to be done. Uh, needs to be needs to be uh, profitable. Yeah. Needs to be, needs to show that uh, Black Panther was not a one off. For sure. I think it'll do really, really well. I think especially in the wake of Black Panther. Yeah. But our first news story is not about hits. Instead, our first news story is about movies that nobody saw. Because it's about the Academy Awards. Yes. It's that film. It's that little, you know, the awards where you all get together for a party and say, How many did you see? I saw one. One. <laughs> two. Maybe. So yeah, um, as we hyped last week, Sunday was the Academy Awards, the 90th annual uh, Oscar ceremony, mm-hmm. and um, we did pretty well with the picks. Us combined nailed 22 out of 24 nominees correctly. That's way better than we did last year. I think we had 18 out of 24 last yeah, year. Yeah. So, combined. So we're just getting better. That means next year we have to be perfect. <laughs> uh, but yeah, individually we didn't do it as well. You got 18 out of 24, I got 16. Yeah. Uh, but, but that's but, still eh. pretty high odds for like... For getting, we turns out we know what we're talking about. Turns, yeah, turns out the only two that we missed were the two shorts. Which, well, no, no, well, short, uh, short, short, short live action, short live action, and short documentary. Yeah, short doc. Because uh, I got the short, you got yeah. I got Kobe's Oscar. Kobe has an Oscar. Uh, yeah, I got that one wrong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, your winners, uh, big winners of the night. Well, best picture went to Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was the odds-on favorite, so surprising no one. Yep. Uh, uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Actor, all the acting nominees were exactly what we said they were going to be. Yep. They were all locks, and that played out. Yep. Coco won for Best Animated Feature. That was our lock as well. And also for Original Song, which That's, you we, totally didn't call. We were split on that. We were very split. I had that last-minute change where I was like, mm, I don't know. Disney is Disney. And sure enough. Disney did Disney things. Yes. And, yeah, remember me, the right song won the category. Yep. They actually um, did the right thing. Yeah, they actually did it right. This, they did it right. They got yeah. the right call. Um, side note on that win, uh, that was Robert Lopez. Yes. Who won previously for yes. uh, Frozen, Let It Go. I heard but that, that man not only egotted. He double egotted. He double egotted. That's where I was going with this. <laughs> he has two of each. Yes. That's insane. And he's only like 42. So he could do more. He could triple EGOT. Yep. He's not only the youngest person to ever EGOT at 35, he's also the only person ever to double EGOT. Uh, And the second time he did it was even faster at just uh, just under 10 years to double EGOT. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of insane. And then uh, notable other... uh, Other notable winners... uh, uh, James Ivory, screenwriter of uh, of uh, Call Me by Your Name, mm-hmm. won his first Oscar after being uh, nominated for many, many, many years for assorted all sorts of screenplays. Other all drops, other droughts ended. Roger Deakins, Roger Deakins' drought, as he won for cinematography for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yes. Uh, Dunkirk swept both sound categories and yep. editing. Right. Uh, the visual effects went to uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um. Uh, I think that's, that's kind much. of your stories. Oh, 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 uh, and of course, Jordan Peele. Yes, and Jordan Peele wins for original screenplay for Get Out. So Get Out yep. did not go home empty-handed. What did, however, some of the, the notable snubs, Lady Bird, completely shut out. Yes. Uh, nothing that it was nominated for one, but hey, uh, it's an honor to be nominated. Greta Gerwig, yep. you tried. At least it was a nice uh, shout-out uh, when the directors were nominated. Yeah, uh, Emma Stone did a cute little reference to Natalie Portman's thing from the Golden Globes. Yes, yeah, so here's, like his response here's all to the it. white men. Yeah, and Greg uh, Kirby. Yeah, <laughs> <Gary Gary. laughs> yeah, it was cute. Uh, but yeah, overall, uh, a lengthy ceremony that Jimmy Kimmel tried to make interesting with the occasional joke. Yeah. Uh, but it definitely dragged. Uh, the musical performances were eh. Yeah, there, uh, there, there was no 
nothing uh, super memorable, memorable this year. And sure enough, that's played out because uh, the president will tell you that it's the least uh, popular in history. Well, yes, he is also the least popular president in history. Ah, see what you did there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's not a whole lot else to talk about that. Um, we were pleased with a lot of it, but it was a pretty predictable show. Yeah, nothing shocked us. No. Nothing. Well, I guess maybe Kobe. Yeah. But uh, no major surprises. Yeah, basically, this was pretty much a by the numbers Oscars that you would expect. Yeah. Fair enough, which brings us to a f- next story, a movie that will never be nominated for an Oscar. Oh, it will be for special effects. Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> I mean, in the category that matters. Infinity War is moving up a week. So, its release date is now April 27th. This coincides with the international release, which will make the film the biggest event of the year, and possibly in movie history, yeah. maybe, for our opening weekend. So get ready to see big numbers. Yes. Uh, the Marvel did a cute uh, play uh, uh, tweet, Twitter. It was not on Twitter. It was a cute back and forth between Marvel Studios and Barbara Downey Jr. Yeah. About wanting to see the movie early, but seeing it with the rest of the world. <laughs> then they revealed the new poster saying April 27th. That's fun. Yeah. But yeah, so that means that for the first time, the usual start of the summer movie season, um, the first weekend in May, mm-hmm. will lack a big release because it's moving out of that first weekend in May. Yeah, uh, so far no movie has uh, claimed that slot. I don't think any movie will try because it's following Avengers. I mean, yeah. everyone got out of the way initially for Avengers on May 4th, so it's hard to see anything trying to get into it uh, on the backside. Yeah. Now other studios are reacting to this. Um, Dwayne Johnson's Rampage movie. A movie based off the video game, Rampage. Yes. I don't know if anybody actually will know that. Uh, um, funny enough, Kristen knew that. Really? Yeah. Good for her. I was surprised. Uh, yeah, uh, that's moving up a week from April 20th to April 13th. So that will be a little earlier as well, which will be the same week. Uh, it will be up against Blumhouse's Truth or Dare. Yep. So get your horror movie on, too. But yeah, I think this is probably a good move number-wise. They probably want that record yeah, really badly. Oh, for Marvel? Definitely. Yeah, yeah so, so they're going to try to take it. Oh, they'll, they'll take it. I mean, there, there's, no, there's no foreseeable reason why they shouldn't break yeah. records. That's, that's fair. Moving on to our next story, The Weinstein Company. So this was a whirlwind of a week for The Weinstein Company. Yeah, I mean, it's been kind of a whirlwind of a year already for the Weinstein Company. Oh, but this past, like, couple days, is was... <laughs> like, okay. So, so this story begins on March 1st, and then the second half was happened earlier today. All right, so, first things first. The board of directors at the Weinstein Company are confirming the deal to sell the company's assets to an investor group led by Maria Contreras-Sweet and Ron Burkle. Purchase is the first step to launch a new female-led movie studio whose board of directors will be made up by a majority of women. The deal would save about 150 jobs, protect the small businesses owed money by the Weinstein Company, I'm assuming, and create a fund to compensate victims of sexual harassment and abuse uh, by, partially by, you know, uh, Harvey. So, so this sounds all good. I mean, this sounds like a like we're gonna dissolve all this bad stuff and create something good out of it. So yeah, seemed great uh, at first uh, until today. As of today, the deal abruptly ended after the investors discovered some undisclosed liabilities at the Weinstein Company that included twenty-seven million dollars in residuals and profit <laughs> participation. $20 million in accounts payable, and $17 million in a commercial arbitration award. The Weinstein Company will move into 363... For 363? I don't know what code that means it, It's in bankruptcy law. Yeah. Uh, it's basically the same deal that MGM went through. Okay. So bankruptcy. Uh, yeah. By March 15th... The it's, it's, not, it's not a Chapter 11 bankruptcy, okay. where they have to completely dissolve all their assets. It's basically going to go up for auction. Got it. And is expected to follow the same procedure that MGM went through several years ago, as he said. Yep. Bidders for the sale of CWC will begin meeting in L.A. tomorrow, including Lantern Capital, Lionsgate, Vine Investments, and others. Okay. What is lucrative? What is the things that are going to be on the chopping block that people would want? 
Um, the entire, I can't name it. The, the, the Weinstein Prestige Pictures back catalog. Mm-hmm. That's basically Just it. Distribution? Just Distribution. Really? Do they have any franchises? No. The Weinstein's are not a franchise. Yeah, that's why I'm asking you, because I don't associate them with franchise movies. Right, but well, that's why... Do they own any... Did they stumble upon any successful things not in that their, I could like, think, late period? Not that I could think of. I mean, I because they fund... Like, literally, they funded Lionsgate for a long time. Right, now they don't need to. Right. Well, that's, Lionsgate's that's, gonna buy them. That's why Lionsgate's gonna... That's why Lionsgate's considered yeah. a, a potential buyer. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, because they're not really... You're right. They're not a studio that turned out a lot of hits. And so it's 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 hard to think about what's here. Right. A lot of it is considered prestige pictures. And a lot of it you would consider a criterion collection. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, who knows what this will be. I'm sure we'll be following this. We'll let you know if there's anything... Interesting that gets bought up, but yeah, the Weinstein company, as we know it, is probably dead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it had potential to turn to something else, that but now, interesting, but now no. it's going to swallowed up. Yeah. But seeing as it has a lot of baggage attached to it, in terms of just those those numbers, this might be the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah, just get rid of the things that matter and get rid of the name, or like keep the things that matter and get rid of the name that's just tarnished now. Right. All right. Moving on to our final movie story, Brad Pitt. Yep. So, Brad Pitt's got a couple films coming up. Paramount Pictures is accommodating the actor's busy schedule by pushing back his production date for the World War Z sequel to the fall. By the way, they're making a sequel to World War Z. Uh, Yes, (laughs) that movie ended up making $700 worldwide. Makes sense they'll make a sequel. So yeah, David Fincher, uh, who was set to begin this past January on Direction, uh, but the sequel of the delay shouldn't come as a surprise as the uh, first film was plagued with delays and rewrites too. Yeah, that was a famous thing that we covered two years ago. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Although the delay may be Brad Pitt's doing, as he is set to star alongside Leonardo DiCaprio in Quentin Tarantino's upcoming film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That is set to shoot soon and through the summer. So regardless of the reason, um, it's come across some trouble, but it'll eventually get made. Well, not only that, but um, World War Z2 is part of Brad Pitt's Plan B yeah. production company. So yeah. he's basically owning, basically he's running the show there on what, what they're going to do with it. And yeah, so uh, the other news in this story is that Brad Pitt won that slot and beat out Tom Cruise. There you go. working with uh, Quentin Tarantino. That's true. Right, as we were reporting last week. And I think that's pretty much that's it. That's it for the news. One last yes. thing. Uh, you say you saw another movie this week. Oh, yes. Uh, real briefly, I saw it to catch Logan Lucky. Or Lucky Logan. L- Logan Lucky. Logan Which Lucky. Which is not a new movie. No, though. This came out last year. But, basic, but uh, basically it's what... Um, not Megamind. Megamind? No, not Megamind. <laughs> Mastermind. Whatever the, what are you trying to say? The, <laughs> the, the Zach Galifianakis thing. It's masterminds. Yeah, masterminds. Yeah, I think masterminds. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically take masterminds, but make it competent and actually a good film. <laughs> okay. Because they're both uh, a heist movie. They're both set in like, uh, well, this one's in West Virginia, but the Southern U.S. over there. Sure. Um, and, but this one actually start, but this, but Logan Lucky stars Adam Driver and, um, Channing Tatum, both in really good roles. It's set around NASCAR and a heist involving it. And it's actually very competent, very funny, and very much a good film, uh, that sadly went, uh, under the radar. I mean, I saw the trailer for, I saw one trailer for it. I thought it looked good, but next thing I knew it came and went. Uh, so it's yeah yeah it's one of those it's one of those films that definitely catch up on it's free on uh, Amazon Prime if you have it that's why I decided to watch it okay. and I was not disappointed for it cool uh, yeah, I heard some okay things I th- it was kind of like one of those like no one really saw it and a lot of people aren't talking about it but the people who did are like talking really highly of it yeah it was def- one of those yeah if I had to rate it would definitely be streaming okay yeah I wouldn't because it's definitely not for everyone but. Like what it like it's definitely a really well made film and definitely worth worth your time. Cool. All right, so that moves us out of te- of movies into television, and we always start television with sports. Yep. So first up in sports, it's the NFL Combine. That this was last this past weekend. weekend. 
So that was a bunch of uh, future stars trying out. Yes, the, the future of the NFL, yeah. all gathering in Indianapolis to show off their skills. Yeah. And then that's when uh, somebody from a reality show comes and uh, picks you up for a reality show, right? Actually, that already happened. Like in um, uh, Madden story mode? No, that already happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, on the NFL network, uh, you could follow one of the quarterbacks as he tries to make it in the NFL. It, it showed him pre-combine, uh, through the combine, and then up into the draft. Oh, fun. Yeah. I mean, I was talking about the fictionalized Madden oh, story. Oh, yeah, I know you're talking about Madden 18 <laughs> yeah. story. But no, that, that's an actual thing that yeah. was uh, going on with the NFL. No. All right, uh, and then, of course, that prepares for the draft day, which is on April 26th. Yes. Uh, so you can see who gets drafted and then go see uh, Avengers. Same day. Same day. Make it a weekend. <laughs> Technically, it's also Stagecoach Weekend. (laughs) Oh, well, geez. Busy times. Yeah. In other sports news, college basketball selection Sunday is this weekend, which will determine the March Madness bracket. So get mad, guys. Yes. So the reason we do our own bracket... It's true. Yes. uh, Our Pixar Madness bracket is because of the NCAA tournament uh, for March Madness. Uh, Selection Sunday is this Sunday, the 11th. Uh, games will start midweek, and the following week will be the uh, first uh, rounds one and two of the tournament. So, prepare for a lot of college basketball, and prepare to hear a lot about Gonzaga and Villanova and <laughs> Xavier, and people asking you, do you even know what state they're from? And you're like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> sure but, some people do, but, but we do not. But you know the schools. No school. And our last story about news. NFL referee Ed Huchuli? Hockley. Hockley. Ed, you know, Ed Hockley's arms. Oh, that guy. Yeah, the buffest referee. Huchuli. <laughs> yes. So truly. <laughs> I was like, Huchuli, who's that? No, you're right. That makes more sense. Yes. So, really buff ref is retiring. Yeah. Uh, Ed Hockley's been a staple of NFL. He's at, like... Ref the last like fifteen Super Bowls or something. Yeah, yeah. He's he's one of the more famous referees. Uh, there's a website dedicated to him. Uh, where are Ed Hockley's arms? Oh, and uh, I think uh, Chris has something to say about Ed Hockley's Yes. Arms. Also, the Rams traded Ogletree. That's sports oh. news for the day. Uh, I heard. Yeah, they traded Ogletree to the Giants and got some people for him. Uh, uh yeah. Fun city. Yep. Uh, Ogletree was one of their linebackers, but that that's happening there. Uh, also, technically, uh, because that's sports news as well. Uh, but yeah, so um, oh, speaking of, um, in two weeks, I think, yeah, NFL free agents can sign. Okay. Um, so right now, uh, a lot of teams are looking at uh, unrestricted free agency. Uh, let's see, uh, they got some picks for for him apparently. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so uh, some of your favorite players may be leaving. Uh, I know for, personally uh, for the Colts, Frank Gore is up for free agency and will probably be leaving because we're going to pick up uh, Shaquan mm-hmm. uh, from uh, yeah from the draft. They've been, I was following the Colts, they've been hiking, hyping him up like, watch, watch him in his, watch him in his pro debut. <laughs> mm, cool. Yeah, watch him at the combine. So that's happening. All righty. Well, there's your sports stories. Moving in to our usual television news. Our first story, of course, is about Netflix because Ba-dum. because Netflix. Also, we're sponsored by Netflix. No, we're not. But Netflix, if you want to sponsor us, I wish. <laughs> get in touch. Yeah, part of that money. <laughs> so shares for the company have reached an all-time high at over one hundred and thirty billion dollars, which puts it in con- competition with traditional media giants like Disney at one hundred fifty-five billion and Comcast. At 169. Now, this is what it's trading at, not company unit worth. No. Disney would be way higher than that. Oh, yeah. I mean, they probably make that money in merchandise alone. Oh, yeah. Uh, the stock is already up 50% since the start of 2018. Following the announcements of garnering 700 original TV series worldwide in 2018 and a deal with Sky to integrate this subscription video on demand offering into its pay TV service. Basically, if you're pre- if you're in Britain and you have Sky TV and are a premium subscriber to Sky TV, the Netflix option will appear on their on demand. You can uh, stream Netflix right to your uh, cable box. That's cool. 
uh, with Sky TV. Uh, so, yeah, that was a quick one. Just saying that they're doing well. Yeah, Netflix is doing well. Um, no surprise there, because uh, Netflix has like 168 million subscribers worldwide or something. So, it's pretty if good. you have like a spare like $300 and you want to buy some Netflix stock... <laughs> go for it. <laughs> that was a good time. It's only going to go up. You do you. Moving on to our next story. Hassan Minaj. Yeah, you said that correct. A Daily Show correspondent. Yes. Who you may be familiar with. Right. He was the last hire of uh, John Stewart. Yes. Of and, uh, but he mostly has done work on the Trevor Noah version of the show. Yes. Uh, but he is the next in a long line of people to get a spinoff show. The uh, Comedy Central, I'm guessing, has yeah. ordered... No. No. Netflix. You're right. Netflix has ordered a 32-episode order for a new weekly talk show, making him uh, the first Indian-American host of a weekly comedy show. So, yes, yeah, this will be aired later this year on Netflix. It's described as an opportunity for the comedian to explore the modern cultural and political landscapes with depth and sincerity. Sounds like Netflix wanted a daily show. Basically, yeah. Sounds like it. Uh, I've watched uh, The Daily Show recently, and I really like whatever his song's on there. And does yeah, he's great. He's a definitely good comedian. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he already apparently has a long stand-up, um, an hour-long stand-up, not a long stand-up. Oh, yeah. Uh, a, a special on Netflix, Hassan Minaj, Homecoming King, and was the MC of the first White House Correspondents' Dinner for uh, our current president. Yes. Uh, where our current president didn't even bother to show up. But uh, yeah, from what I saw, Hassan Minaj uh, killed it. So, yeah, well, there was to kill. Yes. Kill. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to our next story. We're just rattling through this episode, oh, yeah. aren't we? Uh, these, are, these are a lot of short stories. We're in the middle of, of March here. Everybody, there's a new Cartoon Network show. Get ready. And it's one that you may be familiar with. It's one that we're familiar with because we talked about it last year. Infinity Train, uh, which was a short that was posted on Cartoon Network's YouTube channel in November of 2016 as part of their pilot program. Yes. Uh, got picked up. Wow, oh, two years ago then. Two years ago. Yeah. 2016. Uh, it was a created by uh, a creator, Owen Dennis, uh, who was a writer on Regular Show. Uh, if you're curious about what happened to Regular Show, it ended. In fact, uh, Dennis wrote part of the finale of the show. Yes, he, and wrote, he wrote the second part. So if you cried during that, go ahead and um, <laughs> write to him about it. And he's been working with creator of regular show, J.G. Quintel, on his new show, Close Enough, on TBS. But he has been also working on this full series order for Infinity Train, which will, appear, will premiere on Cartoon Network in 2019. Mm-hmm. Currently, the short itself has garnered 2.5 million views. Yes. Uh, I'm one of them. Yep, I watched that thing maybe three times. It's fun. When it came out. It's a cool concept. I, I really like the concept of it. Yeah, it's funny because even though it's only like a 12-minute, 10-minute short, there's already like a full like subreddit page, a full like Wikipedia page, yeah. and a full um, conspiracy page about everything that they think is happening. Yeah. And it's hilarious that it's only like 10 minutes, and there's been no news other than just now for the past like year and a half. It's vibe makes me think that it could be a show along the lines of a Gravity Falls and a Steven Universe. Yep. Where there's a lot of lore. Which is funny, which is funny to bring up Steven Universe because yeah. that was also at one time a short yep. that uh, comedy to, uh, a Cartoon Network, Network decided to pick up. That is true. Via the same process. So yeah, uh, look forward to that in 2019. Uh, next up, yep. while we're on the animated train, no pun intended, we got another animated show this time on Amazon. Wanting to get into the adult animation program space, Amazon has ordered a new series called Undone from the team of Raphael, Bob Waxberg, and Kate Purdy, who, of course, are responsible for BoJack Horseman. Kate Purdy, you have noted here, uh, just won a WGA award for her work on BoJack Horseman. Yep. Undone is a half-hour animated dramedy that explores the elastic nature of reality through its central character, Alma, played by Rosa Salazar. After getting into a near-fatal car accident, Alma discovers she has a new relationship with time and uses this ability to find out truth about her father's death. The series is expected to debut in 2019 in over 200 countries and territories. That's an interesting premise because it kind of reminds me of um, an episode from season four of Bojack, Bojack um, this, this past season. 
that they did something fairly similar to that. Hmm. Uh, there's an episode where it's a lot of flashbacky, where there's parallel timelines happening at the same time. Okay. And this sounds like an expansion of that idea. All right. So it's cool for uh, Raphael to be expanding on some ideas that he already kind of played around with. Uh, this, of course, is no is not this uh, related to the other Netflix project that we talked the, about the, the Tuca and a Birdie. couple of weeks ago, which is the art director that worked on BoJack and right. does not involve the creator. So those are two parallel shows. Yeah, it's very interesting how that kind of split. Yeah, but it's interesting to see BoJack, the creative of BoJack. Yeah, not going with Netflix on this, going with Amazon. I mean, I don't think that they were necessarily attached to. Netflix well, no, no, they're, they're never an exclusive, yeah. but it's weird that Amazon would. Well, I get Amazon's trying to get. I wonder if more. Netflix had first first looks and just passed on it. Maybe, maybe because they thought they had that other thing, and they were like, "Well, we don't need both of these." Right. Whatever it was, we don't know uh, what was going on in the background, so who knows? But it's cool to have more. I'm yeah. always a fan of more things. Oh yeah, I am on board for whatever he does next. Yeah, and adult cartoons are definitely. On the rise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now is the time to, to get on, on these things. Now, in fact, if you're an animator and you have an idea, pitch it now. Because it's hot right now. Yep. Strike by the Iron is hot. What else is hot is things that happen on TV that we watched this week. You have some things uh, to talk about involving uh, some nature documentaries. Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yes, on Netflix, uh, Earth. Uh, Planet Earth 2. Yes. Uh, I finally caught up on that. Aired on originally on the BBC last year. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yes, I uh, came to Netflix recently. Yeah, I finally caught up on that. Uh, definitely cool. I definitely like all their shots. I keep wondering how they got these shots oh, and yeah. how they do all this. But yeah, if you like Planet Earth, uh, it's more of the same. But Nature, it's also... animals doing animal things. Yeah, but you know, animals being animals and it's just awesome. Um, yeah, if you're um, if you have a 4K TV, it's interesting to note that, that all that material for Planet Earth 2 shot in 4K. Yeah. So if you have a 4K television, you can actually take advantage of that. All right, and then lastly, uh, we wanted to mention the crazy tiebreaker that happened on Jeopardy last week. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we had thought that the rule was if two people uh, tie at the end of a, Je- a final Jeopardy with the same amount of money that they both come back the following game. But that's not apparently the modern rule. Right. That's been the rule uh, previously in the 90s and early 2000s. I mean, I've seen it maybe happen one or two other times. But not anymore, no. Because instead of that, the two contestants faced a tiebreaker. Yes. A new question, basically a second Final Jeopardy question, uh, except that the first two ring in and get it correct, wins like sudden death style yeah it's sudden death it's dumb i don't like it i, I wish they bring back the other style yeah but i can see why they do it because otherwise they have to pay both players the More. money yeah because they're technically a winner so yeah i see why they do it it was interesting to see we but, did definitely definitely did not expect it yeah but it Here is are. dumb it's dumb yeah anyways Moving on yeah. to out of television uh, news into cancellations and renewals. Uh, we're just flying by here. Flying through. First up, Jersey Shore Family Vacation gets a second season on MTV. That is a thing. That is a thing. <laughs> uh, it's our, apparently already had one season or going to have one season. The television version of Heather's, based on the uh, 90s film of the same name, yeah. which was planned, uh, has now been delayed to later. 2018, as a result of the recent Parkland shooting in uh, Parkland, Florida. Uh, so yeah, don't uh, get your hopes up if you're looking forward to that. I was also uh, did some research on this fairly recently, and man, that premise sounds terrible, oh, and I yeah. kind of never want it to come out. <laughs> yeah, I saw a preview for it, like like one of the extended. It's MTV, right? I think it's MTV. It may have been MTV. Yeah, it's one of like one of the extended MTV previews for on YouTube for it, and I was just like, this. This is a thing? Like, like I didn't even like the first time Heathers came out for, for a film. <laughs> and they're trying to make it to a TV series. It's, and it, just every, just the characters they were showing were just super unlikable. It and doesn't seem great. It just great. didn't sell me on anything. It's like, like all these people are just terrible. They're just going to do terrible things. Yep, that sums it up. Yeah. All right, so let's get out of there then. 
Uh, other renewals. In fact, I don't know if we even set this, call this cancellations anymore because nothing's getting canceled recently. Yeah. Although we did hear something that I don't know if we covered uh, before that I didn't realize happened until today. But I'll mention it after we do these. Okay. Renewed for a fourth season is The Magicians on Sci-Fi. Fifth season is Black Mirror. So get ready for more Black Mirror on yep. Netflix. A second season, or a fifth season of Shit's Creek will be on Netflix as well. Watch your mouth. That's uh, coming to Netflix off of a network. Uh, that was on um, True Not, TV, I think? It, it was a network show. IFC? One of those. Okay. One of those deep cable networks. But this will be, the fifth season will be coming to Netflix. And uh, renewed for a second season, The Good Doctor on ABC. Yay! I like The go. Good Doctor. And uh, the one I heard today was Netflix's Love. I did not see that. Uh, I heard that got the camp. It will not be returning for a third season. I thought we covered that, that they were only doing two? That they said that they weren't doing a third? Uh, no. They it apparently was on the bubble this whole time. Oh. And they find I think, I've, I read today that it is no longer in production. So they're done. Oh, okay. So that will have only two seasons. Uh, but yeah, our death, our single death this week, Russ Solomon, age 92, founder of Tower Records. Yeah. So yeah, where you probably remember uh, when you were very, very young, uh, going with your parents to buy CDs. Yeah, they, they used to be everywhere. And then the internet happened. Yeah, uh, the, kind of the, the a, a store that was just selling music really kind of didn't. Uh, survive uh, through the Amazon Renaissance, I guess you could say. So, well, well, didn't quite like, last. Even the, like the the Napster and oh, the, yeah, the iTunes. Reads. That's true. Like I think the article said, like the iPod was the death of Tower Records. That's, or something. yeah, that's that's pretty close. Yeah. iTunes, iTunes. That but, does it yeah. for iPod, iTunes. That does it for cancellations and renewals. But that's a perfect segue into music. Yep. Speaking of iTunes. And we start with music with the Billboard charts, your Hot 100. That's your singles list. Your number one song in the country is still God's Plan by Drake. Still? However, number two is new Psycho by Post Malone featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Okay. Dolla Sign. Uh, number three, moving down a notch, Perfect by Ed Sheeran. Finesse by Bruno Mars and Cardi B is four. And Havana by Camila Cabello. Is number five. Moving oh, in. bananas, ooh, na, na. It's not about bananas. Well, it should be. Moving into your Billboard 200. Debuting. Or not debuting, because I think it's a reissue. Your number one album, inexplicably this week, is This House is Not for Sale by Bon Jovi. What? I don't know why. It is not noted, like, it doesn't say it's debuting. So I want to say this is a reissued old Bon Jovi record. But, but why? I don't know. I can't tell you. So, someone tell me why Bon Jovi is I might have to one. check that out. Yeah. Uh, your number two moving down from last week is the Black Panther soundtrack. Number three is Culture 2 by Migos. Number four, debuting at number four this week, an actual debut, Day 69, nice, by 6-9. But... It is written six number six I X number nine I N E. Technically, it's six Roman numeral nine nine any. Correct. I have no idea what's going on. And then rounding up the top five is the greatest show in the soundtrack. Hey, still up, still like it in there. And that is your billboard. Moving on to new releases for this weekend. Yes. Music by Albert Hammond Jr. with Francis Trouble. Between the Buried and Me with Automata One. David Byrne with American Utopia. Editors with Violence. Gengar, not the Pokemon because there's an H in there. <laughs> Where Wildness Grows. Or Wildness? There's two L's. Wildness. Why Wildness? Jews Priest with Firepower. Ministry with Americant. Yes, those are three K's in the middle of it. it. Nap Eyes with I'm Bad Now. <laughs> Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats with Tearing at the Seams. Yes, that's the guy who brought you SOB. Ah, got it. Of Montreal with White is Relic. The Fratellis with In Your Own Sweet Time. 
Three Days Grace with Outsider. Who knew? Three Days Grace, new album. Oh boy. Uh, Young Fathers with Cocoa Sugar. And that is your new releases. <laughs> yes. The, uh, by the way, that's Young Fathers bringing you their album. The album Cocoa. called Cocoa Sugar. Yes. <laughs> the band is not named Young Fathers with Cocoa Sugar. Yes. <laughs> Moving into music news. Our first story is about... The Wu-Tang Clan and the U.S. government. Oh, this is a hilarious one. If this doesn't sound weird to you, you haven't been following the Wu-Tang Clan. Because, as you might have remembered, none other than evil, uh, what they were calling it, Pharma Bro? Pharma Bro. Pharma Bro, Martin Shkreli, had uh, bought it because it was the only, the, 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 it was, sorry, I should explain what it is. A Wu-Tang Clan album that was there was only one made in the entire world. This guy bought it so that way he could have it and nobody else could. Well, guess what? The U.S. government is now in possession of said album because they've seized it for Martin Shkreli. He paid $2 million for the album back in 2015 and even claimed to have the only copy of Lil Wayne's The Carter Five. <laughs> you might still have that. I don't know. The government well, might as well have that now. Who knows? Yeah, the, yeah. so the government... Uh, so, because Martin Shkreli's uh, basically going to jail... Yeah. And they basically fortified uh, every everything that he owns... Yeah. In order to pay off some, some of the debt that he owes. Uh, they took both of those albums. <laughs> so, yeah, since being convicted of securities fraud in August, the government has ordered Shkreli to forfeit $7.5 million in assets, including those two albums. It's unclear what the government plans to do with it, but it may be sold off to pay its debts. I 100% bet that this is auctioned. Yeah, which means you could probably get the Wu-Tang Clan's only album for cheap. But hopefully it will be by somebody who wants everybody to hear it as opposed to somebody who wants to keep it. You know, it'd be weird if the Wu-Tang Clan bought their album back. I don't think they can afford that. Oh, no, they can't afford it. I just think it'd be weird. It would be weird. Like, like they just goes up to them and says, Hey, we know this is technically yours. We'd like to sell it, but technically, should go to you. Yeah, technically. And we seized it. Speaking of weird. Yeah. Our next story is about my favorite company name, iHeartMedia. Yes. Uh, I'm being sarcastic. It's the worst company name. I know. Uh, In addition to their upcoming iHeartRadio Music Awards that will take place on Sunday, the company may also be announcing that they are bankrupt. (laughs) Our Media Incorporated is filing bank or preparing bankruptcy papers that would be used in any upcoming court filings. Bloomberg News reports that the company missed a February 1st interest payment and the 30-day grace period has passed. Having already racked up $20 billion in debt, Liberty Media, that would be the uh, company that owns Sirius XM Radio, offered an injection of cash at the 11th hour, but the offer wasn't high enough for the creditors to accept. Chairman and CEO Bob Pittman, who was the former COO of American Online and AOL Time Warner, once upon a time, <laughs> better days, has also missed payments on two sets of bonds, which was the result of a buyout in 2008. The announcement could happen as soon as the weekend or by next week. So by the time that award show is airing, we might know the fate of iHeartMedia and its iHeartRadio empire. Yeah, it's weird because iHeart was a spinoff from Clear Channel. Yeah, it, it became it, Clear Channel became iHeartMedia. Yeah, so it's weird because you know it's one of the biggest uh, radio what we companies all thought, out there. Right? But is there just not money in radio anymore? Well, I don't know if iHeart even does a subscription service to bring in revenue. If they have that money. app. It's just it's running free. on ads. It's free and it's ad based. Yeah, if it's all ad based and they're not getting enough ads. Yeah, maybe that's what did it. Yeah. Bad news, although this might be good news if you're a fan of smaller radio stations, because if the company does have to sell off assets in part of its bankruptcy, mm-hmm. you could see local radio stations becoming local again. Yeah. As opposed to be owned by the giant conglomerate of iHeartMedia. Right. That would have a direct effect on our local L.A. market. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They used to do uh, locals-only shows here. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting yeah. to get back that, that that local flavor or another conglomerate will buy it. Either one. Well, I don't know. The FCC <laughs> has that huge thing with Sinclair. Sinclair. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah, so that could also factor into conglomerate marketing. Really could. Uh, All right, moving on from conglomerates to a conglomerate of a man, John Williams. Yes. With a career over 100 scores and ranging from Star Wars to Harry Potter, 
Legendary composer announced that he will bequeath his complete library of concert music and film scores, as well as his sketchbooks, to his alma mater. Which, of course, as you may have guessed, is Juilliard, the yes. Juilliard School for the Arts. William sent a piano there and shared the news at an alumni event, where he also received the President's Medal from the school. He said, quote, Since my earliest days as a fledgling piano student, I have looked up to the Juilliard School as the mecca for the study of music in our country and beyond. Williams, age 86, has totaled 51 total Oscar nominations, which is the record, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh... No, it's oh. not the record. It looks like it's second to Walt Disney, who has fifty, who had a fifty-nine. Yes, so he's three shy of the record. And he's of course one for scoring Fiddler on the Roof, mm-hmm. Jaws, Star Wars, E.T., and Schindler's List. This is coinciding with his announcement that he is retiring. Yes, sad news. Um, from wait, not from scoring everything, but from the Star Wars franchise after Episode Nine. Yes. That's the sad news. Uh, so, he will uh, continue to score episode 9. Uh, he's already in contract with J.J. Abrams and uh, the Lucasfilm to do that. Uh, he will, of course, get nominated yet again for it, which will add to his total. I'm yeah. uh, just going to call it right now. But he will not be involved uh, in scoring either the Ryan Johnson spinoff series yeah. or the DBY spinoff series which is, or the Disney uh, yeah. platform spinoff series or any other future films. Which makes sense because they've already started using other composers for those films anyways. Michael Giacchino. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, uh, get ready for uh, a new person to take that place. But, uh, yes. But yeah, I mean, the work that he did is, uh, is, is you know, legendary. We will right. always remember Star Wars, the, the Star Wars theme and motifs as his work. Yep. Uh, but, uh, as for what exactly they get, the School of Juilliard gets out of this, is the physical sheets. Oh. Um, cool. They don't get any residuals from it. They don't get any of the right. money from uh, that comes from it. Just stuff they can show they off. Just, they just basically get the, the sheets for them to show off, but also for them to use in coursework. Okay. Well, I mean, that's still kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so that's, that's, that's the deal with Mr. John Williams. I appreciate the picture that you got, which is just John Williams floating head in front of the Star Wars logo. Yeah. <laughs> Because how else are you going to identify John Williams? <laughs> yes, I know. And moving to our last story in Music Town here. Remember the Vans Warped Tour? Yeah, remember how we said it was ending? Well, it's uh, not quite done. There's one last one. Having already said 2018 is the last year for the tour, the last list of bands for the final show has been announced. And it looks kind of like a... Um, a Vans Warped Tour. It looks like a Vans Warped Tour Greatest Of compilation. Oh, yeah. Where it's like all the ones except for Blink-182 that they can pack in. And no doubt. And no doubt. <laughs> so your lineup will include... Well, first of all, the uh, it will officially begin in the U.S. on June 21st in Pomona, California. And will yes. travel all across the U.S. ending on August 5th in West Palm Beach. Florida. Right. I do believe... But before that, there will be two dates in China... Uh, and, and sorry, not in China, in Chiba, Japan, yes. March thirty first, April first. Right, I do believe uh, Pomona was the initial site for I the Bands right. Warped Tour, yep. which is why it's going to begin there and then just travel across the country and end uh, with a big, big, big ass party in, in, in South Beach, Florida. South Beach, which, which makes sense. Yeah, as you do. So the bands in the lineup will include, and this is a definite. What year is this list right here? <laughs> 303, all-time low, Asking Alexandria, yeah. <laughs> Beartooth, Bowling for Soup, Chelsea Grin, Dayseeker, D's Nuts, Dolphskin, Falling in Reverse, Frank Turner, Hail the Sun, Knuckle Puck, Less Than Jake, Mayday Parade, Picturesque, Real Big Fish, Come on, come on, get serious Simple here. plan. Get serious here. Some 41, Taking Back Sunday, Trash Boat, The Used, We the Kings, With Confidence, and many more. Yes. There's a lot of other bands, but these are the ones that, that stuck out to me as, oh, I remember, I've heard of that band. They've had a hit. I remember that. Real Big Fish. Yes. What's wrong with Real Big Fish? It's a real big fish. <laughs> Fish. Uh, anyways, 
They were in basketball. They were in basketball. <laughs> You're not wrong. You've seen basketball, they're right? right? They're the most ska, ska band. Yeah. They are. They're they're awesome. the Mighty Mighty Bostones. How are the Mighty Mighty Bostones not on this list? Well, that's they're from Boston. Uh, no, uh, they're, no. From, they're from Orange County. Actually. I know. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, moving on, that's it for music news. Uh, did you listen to anything this week? Um, no, nothing new came out. I probably will end up listening to that Nathan um, Radcliffe album. Okay. I, I like his style. It's it's country meets rock. All right. So I'll probably listen to that. I listened to a couple things. I listened to the new Camp Cope, um, okay. which is pretty good, and the new Lucy Dacus, which is also very, very good. So check those out. All right. Moving on to video games. Your new releases this week. Which I believe you got right this time. Yes, I, I took your <laughs> advice and I went to Giant Bomb. Yes. Don't call. They know their stuff, turns out. <laughs> Bravo Team! New releases Bravo Team for PS4. Scribblenauts Showdown for PS4 and uh, Switch. Switch? That's right, that's what the S means. <laughs> DJ Max Respect, which has always been my favorite name. It's like the idea of. It deserves the maximum level of respect. Yeah. Uh, for I thought you'd like that. For PS4, I've heard of that series before. Okay. Fear Effect Sedna, which is a spinoff of the Fear Effect series, which was on PS1? What? 20 years ago. Uh, that is on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. It's like a strategy game this time. It's weird. North for PS4 and Switch. Life is Strange Before the Storm Deluxe Edition, which is the collection of the entire series run. Uh, for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Is this when we finally uh, try that thing out? Now that it's all out? Uh, probably, yeah. Uh, so that's on physical and uh, with a bonus episode. Yeah, if you buy the deluxe edition, you get a bonus episode. Cool. Otherwise, the final episode, uh, normally, uh, I think it's the fourth, third or fourth episode, yeah. Kyle Farewell, uh, comes out this week. Okay, cool. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to check that out and do some streaming, I think, with that. Yeah. Uh, in the bonus episode, you get to Play as Max Caulfield. No way! Yeah. Back, Max. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, also, uh, well, that's it for new releases. So, that brings us into video game news. Our first one's a heavy hitter. It's that time again, guys. It's time for a Nintendo Direct. Yes. Uh, Nintendo surprised everyone with this announcement uh, yesterday. Sorry, today. Saying, tune in tomorrow. Tune in Thursday. There'll be a combo show with both Switch and 3DS news. First up, we'll have information about the recently announced Mario Tennis Aces. Yes. Which will be cool. I love Mario Tennis games. That was the only thing they confirmed they would be showing. Speculation says... So, first of all, the show will begin at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, tomorrow. That would be Thursday, March 9th? 9th. March 9th, so look to that. It'll be streaming on YouTube and I'm sure on Nintendo.com. So yeah, speculation, what 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 we may see from the show is more gameplay from Kirby All-Stars. Which is not the name of that game. Uh, Kirby Star Uh, Isles. That's what what you're thinking. Which Uh, comes out like next week. Right. Yeah, that one's the the next big release from Nintendo. The new Switch Kirby game. Uh, A new Fire Emblem potentially with a summer release, which would be good. DLC for Super Mario Odyssey, more than last time, I guess. And uh, Pocket Tournament, maybe. And then uh, the ultimate long shot here, the possibility of Blizzard teasing a Diablo game for Switch. Well, Blizzard on Twitter mentioned something about Diablo and Switch. Interesting. So I bet it's a port of 3. Maybe. I bet that's all it is. That's probably what it is. Because they made 3 for uh, the the, previous gen consoles, and it would be really easy to port. Yeah. Moving on from Nintendo, we move to a company called Blue Mammoth Games. That would, of course, be the indie studio behind Brawlhalla. Brawlhalla! Brawlhalla! They have been purchased by Ubisoft. In an open letter by the CEO and founder, Matt Woomer, he made the announcement saying that they will now have more stability and more resources to improve the game and add new features. He also promised that Brawlhalla will always be, be will remain free to play and never pay to win. Since its release in October 10, 2017 for PC and PS4, uh, the game has become the most played fighting game on Steam and also one of the most downloaded free-to-play titles on the PS4. 
There are more than 30 playable characters to choose from in several game modes. I feel like I'm advertising this game I've never heard of, including free for all ranked matches and custom games for private matches. This is a slow news week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of this game. Apparently, it's a fighting game. I don't know. Check it out. Yeah. it's It sounds very much like Smite. It does uh, sound if like Smite. Smite. Smite, Smite. Smite, Smite. Yeah. Smite, Smite. Smite, Smite. But yeah, uh, hey, check it out. Um, it's free. Always, always will be, always going to be, so... <laughs> Just like Facebook. Yeah, but the fact that it's getting uh, oh, some, some, some big backing is a promising sign. There you go. All right, moving on to another video game developer, but uh, calling on uh, less great times. Rovio. That, of course, is the company behind the mobile game Angry Birds. Yes. It's closest London studio, after warning its profits were likely to fall by 40% this year. It has blamed tough competition and higher marketing costs... For its poor outlook. Turns out the mobile game isn't as easy as it was before. Well, they kind of made a big splash, and they kind of did the same thing over and yeah. over, and reskin, and reskin, and over, Opens. and over. The London Studio opened in 2017, shortly before the company went public in September of last year. The company had seven games developers in London and will now concentrate on studios in Finland and Sweden, because I believe that is where they originally promised them. Sweden is what Sweden. it is. Yeah. Okay, Sweden. Uh, furthermore, their head of games, Wilhelm Tott, resigned on Friday, leaving executive Katie Lavaranta in charge. A sequel to the Angry Birds movie is still in development as expected in 2019. Yep. Uh, so... Tough times for Rovio, the once yeah. big company. I can see them uh, making a little bit of bounce back, though, if they do something in, uh, in tandem with the movie release, though. Yeah, that's 2019. They're going to get through year. 2018 so first. We'll see. Yep. And our last story about video games has to do with a game that we uh, uh, played a bit of, yep. Anir Automata. Yeah, uh, this is an interview done with a weekly Famitsu. Uh, about well, with the game so, uh, celebrating its one year release. By the way, that game came out one, one year, year ago. Also, um, Horizon Zero Dawn it also hit its one year, and yeah. I think the Switch uh, uh, yeah. earlier this, this week, week, yeah, hit its one year anniversary. There you go. Time so, passes quickly. Yeah, a lot of great games came out of a short <laughs> short space. So yeah, near out of developer uh, uh, or producer Yusuke Saito and director Yoko Taro sat down to celebrate its one-year anniversary. During the interview, they said that they never expected the game to sell as well as it did, having sold over 2 million units worldwide, and that they feel like fans have attracted the entrance of new fans in supporting the series. That is 100% correct. I mean, yeah. I found out about it through people who, like, were coming to it new, just like I was. Right, and I didn't play it till after we did our... Yeah. Well, you kept talking about it on the, from the Giant Bomb, guys. Yeah, they really loved it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah... Uh, but they mentioned something else that there is one secret out there about the game that is yet to be found. Yeah, that was an interesting thing. About they will this. not officially announce what it is because if they are not, if they are more detailed, problems might occur. So they might think so they can't. They feel like they can't say more. Right. Uh, but regarding future titles, uh, producer Saito is considering ideas, and director Taro will announce something when the project is passed and under development. Given that 2020 is the 10-year anniversary of the Nier series, believe it or not, they want to announce something big, and it would be good if there... Uh, oh, their one is to announce something big, and it would be good if there was a new game announcement. But no problems. No, 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 no promises. promises. So yeah, who knows? I would bet they do another one of those things because of how big of a hit this was. Yeah. Um, they have an audience now. It's kind of similar to what's going on with Monster Hunter right now. Something that was kind of bubbling under the surface that was more niche right, that, that became very... more mainstream because of one really good game. Yeah, it was something that was very much um, in the Asian markets and mindset, but now yeah. that it has a global reach, expect yeah. them to go uh, probably bigger budget, maybe something bigger, but uh, also yeah. more complex storyline. I could totally see something really cool coming out of those guys uh, now that we know what they're capable of. Yeah, so because uh, Dear Automata appeared on a plethora of. Uh, game of the year list really did. didn't win a whole lot of awards but it was nominated all over the place represented uh, and that brings us uh, to kind of cl- uh, wrapping up the show you yeah. played something well uh, one last news story Yeah. Uh, you can find more about this on our website but if you're a fan of Kingdom Hearts like I am and really like their music 
they're coming back uh, for the Kingdom Hearts concert series. Um, they're doing another round, uh, world, another world tour uh, during 2018. And we'll even include some music for Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, last yeah. year, last year when they did it, uh, they played a exclusive trailer for for anyone in attendance. That trailer has never been released online, but there is detailed accounts about what the trailer was. Huh. Uh, so, seeing as Kingdom Hearts Three is coming out soon, there'll be interesting to see if they include more or what. Tickets go on sale for all concerts at the end of the month. Well, there you go. And that's when I will definitely be picking up my pair of tickets. Because I was supposed to go last year. Yeah, then, you couldn't go last year. Yeah, so then I couldn't go. Yep, so yeah, I already talked with my brother. Uh, he's down to uh, go with me, and I'm going to pick up tickets, and we're going to go do that. All right, cool. And then uh, lastly, you played something. Uh, I have a name here. Bombing Busters? Yes. So, uh, last, so last, last week, we talked about how... We briefly mentioned how PlayStation Plus... Members will only be getting two exclusives. Yeah, not the case. Okay. Uh, I because it's the new releases for March came out. I decided to look them up and download them. Uh, so not only do uh, PlayStation Plus users get Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank for free, but they also get uh, this game, uh, Bomber Busters. Okay. Uh, and Mighty Number no. Nine. Oh. For free. Man, I don't know why you'd want that, but. But, and so, a third game. I don't remember what it was. What's but, up with Bombing Busters? So, Bombing Busters is Bomberman. Okay. Basically, it's Bomberman. All right. So, if you don't want to pay for Bomberman, and I love Bomberman <laughs> playing it, it's free for PlayStation Plus right now. And it plays exactly like Bomberman does. Uh, they Unfortunately, because it is a relatively new game, uh, the uh, there's no real online play yet. But yeah. hopefully, as more people download it for free... And then end up playing it, the community will grow. But it does have a really lengthy um, single player game and a lot of different challenges. Uh, they have different monsters roaming around the arena who do different things, uh, whether it's constantly running away from you or shooting projectiles at you that will either kill you or make your pots explode or leaving a trail of slime that if you cross it will slow you down. Huh. It's definitely a really interesting take on the Bomberman genre and franchise. But overall, it's got that Bomberman feel and it plays exactly like I think it does. And <laughs> I, I hope. And it it's, like it's it nice. It's a nice <laughs> game. It's a nice change of pace. It's free. Download it. And even if you play it for an afternoon it's or with friends, it's definitely worth the da- at least worth the download. It's cheats. It's low space. And it's... Fun. If you like Bomberman, you're gonna like this thing. I'm guaranteed. Well, great. But awesome. it's free. It's free. So that's why I downloaded it. 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 Yeah. I, I enjoyed the short time I played it. I'm gonna come back to it uh, later this week. Does it have a local multiplayer? It does. Sweet. So we're gonna play some well, of let's that. Try that. We're out. gonna stream some of that. Yeah, we'll stream some of that. All right, cool. So that will do it for the video game segment of the Video Boat Podcast, and that'll do it for that'll the Video Boat Podcast. Yep. So if you want to see us live. We're live every Wednesday. I don't know why I'm talking like this. You know why. Um, so yeah, we're live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific, just like we are right now on YouTube. Just search YouTube Media Book Podcast. You'll find our channel. Subscribe to us. Get notifications to us so that way you know when we're live. Uh, you can also find our audio version of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts served. Um, you can find also on that same podcast stream, Pixar Madness, which is our special March podcast where we rank all 19 Pixar films in order of quality. So we are halfway through that adventure right now. The new episodes go up every Thursday to the end of the month, so check those out. Um, also, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at, at MediaBookCast. We're on Facebook to search MediaBookPodcast, like our page, comment. Uh, if you want to uh, find our website, you can read writing from us, although I've kind of been flaking on the features this week because it's been crazy. Uh, but we usually do box office numbers. We usually do new releases on Fridays. We have all sorts of fun stuff and news stories to come. So check out mediabookpodcast.com if you want to see us stream yeah. video games like the aforementioned uh, 
Bombing Busters or uh, future uh, streams like uh, Life is Strange uh, for the Storm. Yep. You can check us out on twitch.tv slash mediaboat. Go there and watch us play some video games. Uh, God of War is this month, right? God of War is April 20th. Okay. This month is Far Cry 5. That's so right. We'll be, oh, uh, and um, Detroit Become Human finally got a release date. Of, uh, end of yeah, May. End of May. Yeah. It's going to be May. So yeah, uh, all that and more coming to Twitch, so check that out. Subscribe to our channel there. Mm -hmm. And lastly, if you want to help us out, make our content even better, or if you want exclusive content for anyone else, you can help us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash MediaBoat is where you can go to help us out with money. You can donate as little as a dollar a month. To help us out, we appreciate anything that you can do. So just a dollar is totally fine. More if you can. You'll be um, a member of an exclusive club after that, and we will make even better stuff just for you. So check that out. But for now, we will be gone. We will be back next week with another edition of the Media Boat Podcast, and we will see you then. Yes, thank you guys for tuning in, and be sure to look out for our um, Pixar Madison other podcast that you can listen to. Yep. Check out our website. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Okay, bye.